Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Commuting Gamer Podcast, a podcast for people who always have games on the brain. Whether you're in a car, train, or plane, we got your commute covered for the next half hour. So with that, on to game news, views, and tunes. Today joining me on the podcast, I have Joseph Kokoran. How are you doing today? I'm doing just fine. Yeah? Awesome. So it has been, um, I actually just checked before we started um, recording, it has been since March. <laughs> <laughs> that uh my last episode so it's it's nice to have you have you on and and have you be my like return episode um hopefully podcasts will start becoming a little bit more consistent but uh for those who don't know i just graduated college and i was in the last semester of my senior year when i started commuting gamer so uh you know bad timing i think <laughs> yeah so i i guess let's uh let's start this out nice and simple what kind of stuff have you been playing lately I'm going to, so I actually have my Steam open right now. I'm looking. Beautiful. Uh, Team Fortress 2, because Valve just put out the new update. Oh, yeah, update. I was yeah. I was checking one of my um, yeah. my other Discord things were talking about that. Yeah, the seal <laughs> update. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then more hats. There's uh, 14 new maps, or there were, and I think Valve pulled a couple because they uh, weren't functioning well or something. Mm, mm-hmm. And then they took an old fan-made game mode called versus saxon hale or whatever and they made it official so oh that's um, cool yeah you know saxon hale right uh I've, I've definitely heard the name before yeah he's a character in team fortress 2 he's not playable or he wasn't until this update um but he was part of the tf2 lore and uh they took that character and um made him playable in this that's new update. cool yeah. yeah mo- most and, of my uh, Team Fortress 2 knowledge comes from um watching those old Gmod um like Source Filmmaker edits. <laughs> yeah. I got to <laughs> get into Source Filmmaker at some point cuz it looks really fun. Um I've I've been super curious to give it a try. Is it free? Do you know? Yeah, it's free. You can download it from Steam. Nice. All right, maybe yeah, I will have to thankfully. give that a shot then. <laughs> yeah. Especially with the growth of something like uh, Skibbity Toilet. I'm sure oh, you've seen God. on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's always so funny to me that, like, Valve's, like, entire gaming career has boiled down to stuff like that now. Yeah. <laughs> and like it's all because of source film. and internet videos and yeah. <laughs> SFMs like I, and I can't take G-Man. I can't take G-Man from Half-Life seriously anymore. <laughs> because of uh, that? Well, just because of it all, like he, he, it's, he's been like, because he's one of the assets you can use in Source Filmmaker, I see him in like every single context uh, that isn't actually Half-Life. <laughs> yeah, and it's like when you finally see him in action, like in the Half-Life games where he's like, rise and shine, Mr. Freeman, <laughs> Mr. Yeah, um, it's like, yeah, you can't take that as seriously anymore. No, um, because I, I literally just watched like... your head in a toilet. <laughs> like... Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, Team Fortress 2 is something that I've, I've always been interested to play, but I, I'm not really a multiplayer guy myself. I think I've talked about that on the podcast before. I'm definitely more of a single player guy. Uh, sometimes I am too, like... Um, Team Fortress 2 is kind of the only multiplayer that I even play. I actually just got Rainbow Six Siege without actually knowing anything about it, and I haven't gotten around to playing it yet. It's like 50 gigs, 55 gigs. Yeah, 
and it's just taking up space on my computer and I haven't actually <laughs> touched it yet. The Tom Clancy games to me have just never interested me. Like you can make the argument that Call of Duty is generic as a as a war shooter, but honestly, like Call of Duty looks like the most original idea ever compared to all of the Tom Clancy games. And I think I'm going to get a lot of people mad at me for saying that. But I I have seen multiple Tom Clancy games and every single one of them looks identical to me. I have yet to play Call of Duty. I've played a good amount of the Call of Duty games uh, because I particularly love the like the zombie modes and stuff like that. But I've played a couple of the campaigns too. And, and at least like Call of Duty tends to like change it up each entry. Whereas mm-hmm. it seems like the Tom Clancy games just keep copy and pasting the same game every year. <laughs> yeah. Have you tried uh, either of the Left 4 Dead games? No, I I've watched people play them uh, because the actual like world and story are interesting to me. But I, like I said, I'm more of a single player guy. So Left 4 Dead is one of those games that's like much better off multiplayer. Mm. Um, because like having the other like three friends or two friends or whatever is like part of the experience. And although I'm sure I could find people to play with me, it's one of those things where like my time is so all over the place that like the only time I'll be playing games is at like two in the morning when nobody else will want (laughs) to be on with me. So I kind of have to rely on single player games. Fair enough. But the Left 4 Dead games have always really interested me and i i remember i followed pretty much the entire hype train for back for blood too when that was getting made the spiritual successor yeah i saw that and uh i haven't tried it yet but it looks interesting i haven't tried it yet either but i i definitely do think it's interesting mm-hmm. um just valve as a video game studio and i know back for blood is not valve but like yeah just since we've been talking about all their games Valve as a video game publisher is super interesting to me because they they like made video game history and then just uh, just decided to dip. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and then they came back with uh, Half Life Alex, which was a yeah, surprise. And um, the was it Desk Job, that Portal Ap- spinoff? Ap- yeah, Aperture Desk Job, which yeah. I played on launch day. That I did play that too. I did I did really enjoy Desk Job. I I love the Portal universe a lot. Yeah, so I was really happy to see see that, and the 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 big talking head of of um, J.K. Simmons was just great. Cave Johnson, yeah. that's that's his name. I couldn't yeah. think of his name there for a second. Uh, Cave Johnson. Yeah, the J.K. Simmons' character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cave Johnson. Yeah, Cave Johnson. Yeah. I, for so, for some reason, my head always and this is. This is so stupid because I know they're not really the same thing ever in the slightest, but my brain always confuses Cave Johnson from Portal with Andrew Ryan from Bioshock. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, like the the two the two characters are kind of the same personality, but they're no they're nothing alike in their actual actions. It's it's like two people that like serve the capitalist system, let's say, and like believe in the American dream, but do it so unethically. <laughs> yeah. They're just really lore heavy to their respective games and you never actually see them or interact with them other than like voice recordings or like images. 
Yeah, I mean, with Andrew Ryan, at least, you have that part at the end that, I mean, Bioshock is how many years old now? So I don't know if I have to put a spoiler warning or anything, but I guess spoiler warning for Bioshock. <laughs> um, at the end, you, you, you beat his head in with a bat. Or not with a bat, a golf club. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, I don't know if I, like I said, I don't know if a spoiler warning is appropriate there because it's literally what from two thousand like seven. <laughs> yeah, fifteen years old at this point. Yeah, um, but that that was that was a great ending. And actually, I read the book. I don't know if you knew that there was a Bioshock book, like a an actual novel, or is it like yeah, a comic? It's or? a it's a prequel novel to oh. the, the first game, and it's about. Um, one of the Bill McDonough, who is mentioned in the games, and he's one of the bodies hanging out in the atrium you can find in the game. Um, and it's about him getting recruited by Andrew Ryan, and it's like the whole like setup of Rapture before everything fell. And then the end of the book is the plane crash that starts the first game. Oh, okay. It was super interesting. It's just called Bioshock Rapture. And it's by John Shirley, I think it was. Um, I'll have to look I would into highly it. recommend it. I listened yeah. to it on audiobook. Yeah, John Shirley. Uh, I listened to it on audiobook, but I've seen it around at like Barnes and Noble and stuff like that too. And it looks like it's cheap on Amazon. Because um, if there's one video game world that I'm like super invested in, like just based on everything that it stands for, it's Bioshock. I love the Bioshock games. Yeah, I loved the first one, uh, second one, and I liked uh, Infinite too. I still need to play Infinite, but I know it's, that Infinite really is disconnected from the other two. Yeah, no, it doesn't take place under the sea like you would expect. It yeah, takes place up in the air. Columbia, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, It's it feels very different from one and two. I believe it, and that's kind of why I haven't played it yet. <laughs> Yeah. I'm almost scared because I've, I've heard its reputation as like, well, I've heard its divisive reputation because I've met people who say it's the worst of the trilogy. And then I've heard people say that it's the best of the trilogy. And like, I feel like if it's not um, Rapture and like that storyline, then I don't think it would be that big of an interest to me. But I will eventually get around to playing it. And then I know Bioshock 4 just like got teased not too long ago. Yeah. Supposedly an open world game in Antarctica. Oh. <laughs> that's that's the current running rumor. I guess we're not going back to Rapture this time. I mean, I, I do understand why they wouldn't want to, because, like, what more would there be to do based on the, the ending of Bioshock 2 and, like, the the um, DLCs like Minerva's Den and stuff like that? Like, you've, we've kind of already destroyed all of Rapture and all of its major players between the two games, so... They'd be kind of just reaching for straws, I think. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so with that fun conversation, um, what kind of games were you uh, looking forward to playing, let's say, let's uh, from see. here on? Um, well, I actually just bought a bunch of games recently, um, one of them being Far Cry Primal, which I've been enjoying. Okay. Yeah, I've heard decent things about that. Yeah. The, the Far Cry games are very interesting to me. Yeah, it's the first Far Cry game I've bought, and I got it because it was on sale, and because I watched the video that JonTron did 
about mm. mm-hmm. yeah um and i thought it looked fun so i decided to get it and uh i got it to work thankfully yeah i can imagine something like that is this on steam i'd assume yeah yeah so i'd imagine something like that takes up quite the computing power my little laptop could never <laughs> what kind of laptop do you have uh it's a dell Asperian, um 15 um which uh, at the time that i bought it in 2020 it was like the the new model but um now it's 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 I'm pushing it to its limits. Even us right now talking on Discord and uh, with the Adobe Audition and one Chrome tab open, mm-hmm. it's already going to struggle if I try to do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm on my Asus CyberPower PC right now. Okay, so that, that sounds like a gaming laptop. Yeah, know, it's, a, it's Asus a tends PC. To yeah. yeah, gaming laptops. Or, oh, yeah, it's a PC. Okay. I, didn't, yeah. I don't think I knew that Asus made PCs. Well, they I thought do. they only did laptops. Uh. No, they have. They make PCs. Huh. Mine's a couple of years old, so it's not like up to date or anything. But it still plays a lot of heavy games. That's good. I yeah. PC gaming is something that I I respect, but I am definitely a console dweller. Like I <laughs> give me give me a PlayStation any day. Like I understand the argument online that it's like oh. Like, the PlayStation is just catching up to my PC from five years ago, but it's like, there's just something special about playing on a console. Like, it feels, like, right when it comes to video games. Like, I play plenty of games on my PC or my laptop that, like, it can handle. Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. But there's just something about playing on a console that can't be beat, in my opinion. I think I get it, kind of. Um, Maybe it's because I used to... Um, play on the Wii and Xbox um, when I was a kid. I didn't really have a... or I think the PC we had was a family PC, so I didn't mm. uh, get to play as many games on it. But now I have my own, and I can uh, like play games that I could also get on the console on my PC. Um, and there are a couple games like Left 4 Dead 2 and uh, Gary's Mod that I can make mods for. Um, which I have. Yeah, modding I, I, modding games is the one thing that I will completely admit the PC is way better for. Yeah, because if consoles had modding um, or like the Steam Workshop or something, then yeah, that would be another um, be another feat to compete with, I guess. Yeah, I don't. I, I, the only modding that you can really do on consoles is if you're like jailbreaking it (laughs) yeah which is getting increasingly harder i feel like with each passing generation i feel like the wii was like the last console that was like jailbreaked to hell and back (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh that's not i don't like doing that like i i'm completely fine doing stuff like that that's like legally gray (laughs) but I, I just am too afraid to brick my consoles trying to do stuff like that because I am an idiot and I will definitely br- brick my consoles if I try. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, mods are definitely something that con- uh, that PC has over consoles and even as a, as like the m- most major consoles of all, I will admit that. Yeah. I Out have of a- curiosity... Oh, sorry. No, go, no, f- go for it's it. It's fine. I was just going to say I have a bunch of 
um, Lifford did two sound mods on Steam. Nice. I was about yeah. to ask, what's the most interesting mod you've installed in a game? It doesn't necessarily have to be Left for Dead, just in general. Um, let me think. Because I got a lot of mods. Um, uh, VR mod for Gary's mod. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. So you could play it through like a, a Oculus Quest or something? I have a HTC Vive. Ooh, okay. You're yeah. one of the first people I think I've ever met that actually bought one of those. <laughs> yeah. I loved the HTC Vive, but I just feel like it was outside of the price point for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I actually, So I actually bought um, my Asus PC because specifically because of uh, VR. Because the one I had before wasn't VR ready because mm, it, mm-hmm. it didn't have a powerful uh, GPU. Yep. Yeah. So that's the reason I have my um cyber power PC. And um you know it's funny, I actually bought um the Valve Index controllers, um not the actual Valve Index headset, before um Half Life Alex came out, like just by a couple months. Or yep. uh like before it was announced. So um and they um, made it so that if you had like Valve Index accessories or something mm-hmm. that attached to your account, then you could get the game for free, which I did. Ooh. Yeah, and the base price I think is like sixty dollars or something. All right, that's a good yeah. deal. I mean, yeah. Granted, like you did spend what a hundred bucks Probably on the controllers, a couple hundred on the controllers, yeah. but. Um, but I mean, to get a game getting, for free, regardless, getting is always literally, worth it. yeah. Getting the next ins- installment uh, in um, a long-awaited, you know, series that's like that's really good. I think mm. I think it was worth it. I'd say it's a good like incentive to buy something that most people I think would have skipped over because I actually forgot. I completely forgot about the Valve Index. Yeah. <laughs> like, I forgot the Valve tried to do VR <laughs> there for a quick moment. Well, um, yeah. It's it's super funny that Valve, Valve like, like their games, have also had a lot of, like, projects left in the past. Do you, do you remember the, the Steam Box? Um, their attempt at a home kind console? Of, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> that thing was a disaster. I never bought... I never bought one, but I I, I had a few friends that did. <laughs> uh, the the or no, not there was a Steam controller. To... Yeah, there was the Steam controller, but then they had the Steam box, which yeah. was like it was literally just a, a box that plugged into your TV that could connect to to Steam. <laughs> uh, but the thing in, the, the the thing was a mess. In concept, it sounds pretty cool, but uh... I feel like the Steam Deck did the same thing, but way better. Yeah, honestly. Because the Steam Deck is, is, like, one of the best gaming innovations of the last, like, five years, if you ask me. Yeah, um, I actually don't have one. But me, me either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have I, that kind of money. I, yeah. I want one, but... I don't know if I even want to get one. Because, like, where would I play it besides, like, uh, at college or something? Yeah, I mean... For me, I would just 
I would mostly want it for all of the like the um the less than legal legally gray things you can do on the <laughs> the Steam Deck. Yeah. Uh, basically, meaning you can play pretty much every single generation of gaming <laughs> on a Steam Deck if you know the right things to download. Yeah. Uh, and I think that would be more interest to me than the actual connection to the Steam library because I don't use Steam all that much for for like serious gaming because like I play Satisfactory and uh, Planet Coaster and and stuff like that but that's that's just about it when it comes to Steam. I so um, do you remember when I did that Michael Jackson presentation? Yep. Um, so this is I promise this is related to uh, what you just <laughs> said. So. Uh, there's a group of fans working on this uh, ro- MJ-themed roller coaster in Planet Coaster. Oh, rad. Yeah, and I actually just bought Planet Coaster um, for that specifically. And <laughs> nothing has actually been <laughs> done about the coaster yet because nobody's... Um, we were planning a Zoom call, but that never went through at all. <laughs> so um, I kind of just have planet coaster sitting in my library um and i might get around to playing it regardless of the um project but um i kind of got into it because of that Mm. yeah which makes sense i am a theme park fiend (laughs) Mm -hmm. like i like i have ridden some of the tallest and fastest and longest roller coasters in the country um, I love amusement parks and theme parks and like the whole idea of it. So I've sunk just, just under 200 hours into planet coaster. <laughs> <laughs> um, I adore that game a lot. <laughs> well, I guess I gotta it, start playing it more often then. Yeah. I, I bought it because I was like, I, <laughs> I had this theme park tycoon game on the PS2. Uh, it mm. wasn't theme park tycoon. It was just called theme park. <laughs> <laughs> and um i got pretty much every bit of enjoyment that i could out of that and the the disc was starting to wear out so everything would load like super slow <laughs> oh. and so i was like okay well now i need to kind of figure out something else to get so like i looked into uh getting roller coaster tycoon but then i read that the last few entries have not been great <laughs> like the most oh. modern ones so I was like, okay, well, what, then what's my alternative? And and then they were like, oh, download Planet Coaster. And I was like, all right, you've gotten my attention. <laughs> uh, and then I want to get Planet Zoo, which is their other game, too, where you can make your own zoo. Planet Zoo seems a lot more interesting than that. Um, I think they're, it's just based on what your, um, what your preference is in terms of design. Because I, I love like doing like path theming and like ride theming and stuff like that. Yeah. It's probably cause yeah. I saw plant. Sorry. Um, it's probably no, cause could... I saw planet zoo on steam first. Mm, like mm-hmm. that, that was what got my attention. Cause the thought of like building your own zoo, I don't know. Um, uh, I just love any kind of simulator games. Yeah. Like anything that I can I can like run my own business or whatever is yeah. a, is a check in my book. Like I love money management and I love like 
part like management in general like i i love like getting into the details and being like okay so why did this happen or like why is my money down this month or like what can i do to cut costs and <laughs> yeah i i was a business student in high school i took every single business course my high school offered and i was a member of deca which is like a high school um business competition that's like a, a nationwide thing oh okay. um and so like any opportunity to flex those muscles <laughs> is is a welcome one <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i loved it so much i even started my own business <laughs> oh yeah Wait, yeah, uh, Dueling Dragon Entertainment is is an actual um, legitimate business now. It's, oh. uh, I filed as an LLC. Um, That's cool. So I could start generating some income and stuff um, and not have to worry about like ruining my own personal income taxes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember uh, the podcast was uh, one of the... Um, shows for that um business right what's up you uh i i think recently or it was like a month ago or uh it was recently you uh made a bunch of posts on instagram about oh yeah project phoenix the the different yeah yeah, project yeah yeah project phoenix that's what you're talking about yeah um unfortunately because i moved (laughs) Right around the time that I announced all the Project Phoenix projects, all of them got pushed back a few weeks, but uh, they are officially coming out. I mean, this is the first what you are listening to now is the first step of <laughs> of Project Phoenix alongside some more videos that are coming up in the next week or so, because um, I don't I don't know when people are listening to this because I got to figure out the new release slate for for these. But yeah, that was that was my big like comeback. Uh, now that Dueling Dragon was like a legitimate thing. That's cool. Yeah, I was very, I'm very happy about that. Um, and going, getting back into content creation after taking a few months off to focus on my senior thesis has been really nice. Uh, you're just the, you're the, you're the first person I have scheduled for the morning. And then um, I'm recording some stuff solo. And then I got somebody coming by tonight to re- record some videos. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I actually got to be on this podcast finally because oh, I yeah. wasn't sure when that was going to materialize. Oh, I ne- I never forgot that you asked. It was just a yeah. matter of of when when I was ready to come back to this. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you didn't forget because that yeah, was no. uh, it was a while. <laughs> that it was it was a while. But honestly, like I had talked to you earlier, I was like my second semester senior year. I was just I was drowning. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but at least you actually made it out. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, like we talked about before we started recording, like taking the extra semester might even be a good thing in the end. Like, yeah, maybe. Uh, so I think I think you've I think we both won in this situation, just in a different way. <laughs> yeah. um, problem is, is that I mean, you're in animation, so you're also going to struggle with the same kind of thing. But hopefully, by the time you do graduate, it, things will clear up. But yeah. The uh, problem is, is that I I graduated in like the worst time for the film industry. Why is it? <laughs> with, oh yeah, with oh the writers God. guild strike and the SAG-AFTRA yeah. strike, <laughs> halting all productions <laughs> until further notice. So, like, I graduated right into that. 
Wow. Uh, and that's oh that's been interesting because like there's no productions now around Massachusetts or New Hampshire um, uh, because everybody had to halt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I was even in the middle of like pitching a show to to or like I was sending around pitch decks to um, screenwriting managers to like try and get a pitch through. Uh-huh. And uh right as I started sending emails to screenwriting managers is when the writers guild went on strike. <laughs> and I was like, well, now there's no screenwriting managers to answer any of my emails. So <laughs> I guess I'm just going to have to wait. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> it was just very unfortunate timing. So now I'm yeah. I'm back into personal content creation in the meantime before I can start working on professional stuff again. Fair enough. <laughs> Did you know that this is the first time that the Writers Guild and the uh, Screen Actors Guild have striked together since 1960? Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. And there's rumblings that the Directors Guild might also join in. Oh, that's going to be... It's, it, it, yep. It already is. Like, well, I, I, mean, I know that yeah. this has nothing to do with gaming, but honestly, it's a topic that's worth talking about. Like, Support your unions, guys. Anybody that's listening to this, support yeah. Hollywood. They need it. Like not the billionaire CEOs, but like the writers, the, the writers, animators, and, the actors, yeah, the animators, actors, the right, uh, the producers, the pretty much everybody who, on the bottom floor. Yeah, the people who actually make the stuff. Yeah, the people that make the stuff you love need your help, so yeah. please support them. <laughs> uh, I would like to be able to participate in the industry that I got a degree in, please. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, animation, yeah, is hit just the same because. Um, they're also, you know, writers and screen actors are like the thing that make even animation go. So, mm -hmm. like I said, hopefully by the time you're done with school, uh, by the, by the winter, <laughs> things will have cleared up even just a little bit. Yeah. I saw that, um, A24, the film studio was allowed to start filming again because they're the only studio so far who have accepted all of the demands without question that's good <laughs> so they're allowed to keep filming now and and use the screen actors guild and everything because they've accepted all the demands mm -hmm. so that's good at least there's some good in the world and of course it had to be a24 <laughs> yeah um did they produce the movie talk to me or was that yes um, a okay yeah that's A24. And then they're also, their big standout everybody knows them for now is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, okay. But they've, they've been an indie indie film studio for like the last like 20 years. They're, oh. they're known for producing a lot of like original, like, let's call it not Hollywood safe projects. Like oh. I'm not talking not Hollywood safe in terms of like, let's say like not safe for work or anything. I'm talking like, they make original ideas that Hollywood be, would be too scared to make. Okay. Like, whereas Hollywood just keeps pushing out more sequels, remakes and prequels and whatever. A24 tends to try and give opportunities to directors and writers with like actual original ideas. <laughs> Is that why they're not Hollywood safe or for like a different? Yeah. Because okay. Hollywood hates doing anything original because it doesn't, it doesn't make money and A24 doesn't really make all that much money either, but uh -huh. They're more well respected than most other studios, so that makes up for it. Hmm, okay. <laughs> but I think we've reached time. So uh 
If you've made it to your destination, that's amazing. Hope you made it there safe. Uh, if you have still have a bit of time left on your commute, why not try another episode? We've got plenty of other episodes on our Spotify or whatever pro- uh, podcast service you are listening to this on now. We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts and Amazon Podcasts, wherever that is. I don't think I even knew Amazon had a podcast service, but <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening to the um, Commuting Gamer podcast. And thank you, Joseph, for being a, a guest here. It was a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, it was great being on here, finally. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I will see you guys all in the next episode. Peace.